0: Wanna listen to this Ivory Tower Boiler Room or True Crime in Academia episode ad-free? Head on over to our Patreon and join either the ITBR student or the ITBR professor level. Both levels of membership have a seven-day free trial. With the ITBR professor level, you also not only get access to all of our video episodes, like listening or watching Scream part two, you also get access to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room and True Crime and Academia book clubs. The book clubs are going to each be a one hour private Zoom. I'm hosting the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, Mary DePippi's hosting the True Crime and Academia ones. So if the ITBR professor level, you get access to all of our video and audio episodes plus our book clubs. And make sure you download the Patreon app on your phone for such an accessible, easy to use way to consume our content. Okay. Can't wait to see you all on Patreon. Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby. And before you hear such an exciting episode, I want to remind you all that when I'm not here hosting the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, I am running my small business, the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, where I am consulting with clients. It includes academic writing, consulting, social media, podcast, and expanding your media footprint. So I have clients I'm working on graduate school writing with them, I can work on thesis writing, dissertation writing, essay advice, college admission essays, undergrad, uh, college advice, graduate school advice. I also am working on a client's small business right now and expanding her social media footprint. I can work on how to create a podcast with you or how to expand your podcast audience. I also can just help you expand your media footprint in general. So if you're interested in my consulting, I first want to let you all know it is only $30 for the first hour that I work with you on consulting, and then I'll set up a package with you then. So you can email me at ivorytowerboilerroom at gmail.com. Or you could go to our Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash Room, And there's a consulting option under mem- memberships. You can pay the $30 and then I will reach out to you right away and we'll set up a consultation. And then while you're on our Patreon, make sure you join the Ivory Tower Boiler Room and the True Crime and Academia Book Club. Every month, both myself and Mary are choosing books for our book club members to read and we are actually polling our members on patreon to see what books they want to read and we're meeting with them the first week of each month so if you want to join um The book club each month just make sure that you join on patreon that way i know who's joined and i can reach out to all of you and let you know when we're meeting on zoom okay so lots of things to do here in the ivory tower boiler room and i can't wait to consult with you join you for a book club discussion and have you here listening to one of our podcast episodes okay enjoy this episode
1: True crime friends, welcome back to another episode of True Crime in Academia. I am your host, Married Pippi. I hope you all had a wonderful week this week, and I hope you have a very spooky Halloween weekend ahead of you. I'm actually going to a Halloween party tonight. I'm very excited. I'm going to Stevie Nicks, but specifically from the Rumors album, from like all of my years of dance, I have like all these point shoes, and I have a pair that is black. Um, so that kind of inspired it. I'm not actually using those shoes though (laughs) because they're up in the attic and I just, I don't feel like getting them. I have other ones that I could just color real quick and it would be fine. Um, you know, obviously bringing other shoes with me just in case, but so I'm really excited about that. I'm bringing a tequila shot that I'm just going to mix with a little bit of gold dust and it's going to be a gold dust (laughs) silver, tequila shot so you know and I'm serving it with a little silver spoon and um, a little half of a lime wedge most likely so yeah I'm excited it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time there's gonna be a lot of good food I already know because I was privy to it it's also a potluck so we knew people were bringing things and you know my drink is my contribution (laughs) to the potluck but yeah So really looking forward to that, and then kind of just get to really relax. I've been super busy the past couple of weeks, and I've just really like kind of gotten to the point where I'm just like, okay, can I just, I just want to chill and not have to do really anything for that matter. So looking forward to that. So, I'm also not sure when exactly this is going to be happening. From my understanding, it might be closer in December. Probably, or not closer, but like in December. Um, I had a doctor's appointment recently. I do have to get a little small procedure done. Nothing's super wrong with me or anything. Um, I I was diagnosed with a hernia last uh, year. Yeah, last December. And now it's just getting to a point where I bothering me all the time so I'm just gonna get that fixed so if at any point in December a normal episode doesn't come out that could possibly be why (laughs) um but I will let you guys know as it gets closer and yeah so this or these next couple episodes I should say are very much in line with the case we covered last week the shooting at the University of Texas Tower So, it's going to be a little rough. If this is not your deal, I totally appreciate or, you know, understand if you have to skip the next couple of episodes. I get it. There are certain things I want to kind of discuss. It is definitely a different type of shooter, mass shooter situation as far as the potential causes or reasons why it occurred in the first place. Or, like, you know, not occurred, but, like, why this person wanted to do this, unfortunately. So... You know, do what you got to do. It is also our first news update, unfortunately. This past Wednesday, tragedy struck Lewistown, Maine. At around 7 p.m., shots broke out at a bowling alley called Spare Time Recreation. Shots were later heard shortly after at a nearby restaurant called Schemengee. S-C-H-E-M-E-N-G-E-E. Bar and Grill. In total, 18 people died and 13 people were injured. Now, it was said that seven people were killed at spare time recreation. Eight people were killed at the Bar and Grill. And then three people were who were injured. So, technically, initially, 16 people were injured. But three of those people passed in the hospital. So, Yeah. It's just, it's so, so sad. You know, and this is just, like, the fucking country we live in, everyone. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I really do. You know, (laughs) I don't know. It irks me that we're the only country in the world that has such a huge problem with it, but yet no one will do anything to fix it. And (sighs) this is why we are where we are thankfully police have named a person of interest in this shooting 40 year old robert card a warrant has been issued for his arrest for eight of the 18 counts of murder though officials have said that more charges are likely to be filed against him as of right now card is on the run on the loose and a manhunt is currently underway Multiple shelter in places have been issued for the residents of Lewistown and they have been urged to lock all their doors and windows and to not approach Card if they see him because he is obviously considered to be armed and dangerous. Surveillance footage from that night shows Card in dark pants, a brown shirt and light colored shoes. If you see him, please contact your local authorities immediately. And again, do not approach him. Hopefully, though, soon enough he will be caught and, you know, will be talking about his trial. You know, but again, it's so sad and, you know, I feel horrible for the families of his victims. You know, both deceased and injured. Lastly in this news update... Home improvement star Zachary Ty Bryan is in the news again. It's a quick little update just because there has not been much information other than what I'm about to tell you. So the actor will be serving seven days in jail after pleading guilty to felony assault. This is in connection with his domestic violence his domestic violence dispute. As part of the negotiation that got him down from a potential 20-month sentence to seven days, as well as some of the charges being dropped, he is to have no contact with the victim without his probation officer's approval. I'm kind of curious as to what those stipulations are there. But then he's also to get treatment for alcohol and substance abuse issues. So... You know, obviously, we know drug and alcohol abuse is, you know, absolutely devastating. Addiction is a horrible disease. And, you know, it can turn you into someone you normally aren't. So, I hope that, you know, this is a wake-up call for him. I mean, he's had other charges before, like we've discussed. But, you know, hopefully, you know, this time it really works for him. You know, hopefully it sticks. So you know, I just hope he can get help, and it seems that this domestic uh, violence dispute might be with the parent of his, like, there might be his children involved, so, you know, for the kid's sake, you know, I hope he's able to, if that is the case, again, like I said, I'm not 100% positive, I think, from what I've seen, it kind of is hinting at that, but, you know, if that is, in fact, the case, you know, I hope he can get himself help, and, you know, Figure this all out, move past it, and, you know, do better for his kids and his family. All right. That is all I have in the news update for you because, as I said earlier, I have a Halloween party to get to that I need to get ready for. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we will get
0: right into this week's case. I am here with the co-owner of one of my favorite stores here in Port Jefferson Village, New York. It is called The Soap Box. So Janine said, Andrew, I have these four products you need to get your hands on. It's called Four for Fall. So she's going to go over these four products. I know first you have a soap for me. What is the soap?
2: I have the soap for you. It is called Apple Cider Shea Butter Soap. It's by a company called Greenwich Bay. And this is a great soap because you can use it for your hands or your body. And it has a delicious apple cider scent. And I think you're actually already familiar with it.
0: Yes, it is in my shower. I still have it. It lasts a very long time. Great lather. The lather is wonderful. It's just so luxurious. And I love the scent into November. You know, this apple cider just, it evokes so many cozy feelings. After the soap, we have something that you can add on to in the shower. So what is this?
2: This is a wonderful, wonderful um, exfoliating shower scrub. It is by a company called Primal Almonds and it's a sugar whip shower scrub. And the scent is pumpkin spice. It's a moisturizing sugar scrub. So it's tiny little sugar granules. And it's something that you would use after you shower twice a week because you don't want to strip your skin of your natural um, oils and your your moisture, but it's wonderful. It just really exfoli- exfoliates all that dead skin and leaves your skin very su- smooth and soft from all the, um, the sugar.
0: So after I use the exfoliant right now, we need to moisturize. So yeah. I know you have a really nice fall body lotion for us.
2: Absolutely. Um, this is just such a delicious scent. This is one of my favorites for fall. It is, the scent is Orchard Breeze. And it's by a company called Michelle Design Works. Um, this is another product that you can use hand or body, hand and body. Um, it's great. You can place it um, on your vanity, just a couple of pumps for your hands or use it on your entire body, but it's shea butter based. So it's extremely moisturizing. Um, it's, it's just wonderful. And the scent is just lovely.
0: We need something more deep for our face. Everyone yeah. wants face masks. And I know that you absolutely love this company and this print.
2: This is one of my favorite masks by one of my favorite companies that we carry and we support. The company is called Farmhouse Fresh and they're right out of Texas. The mask is called Splendid Dirt and it's a nutrient-rich mud mask. Um, It consists of pumpkin puree. And the benefits of this mask, uh, it's a pore minimizer, a radiance booster and a skin degunker. So it's an all-around great mask. If you really want a boost of radiance, it brightens your skin and it really cleanses your pores.
0: If they live on Long Island or near Long Island, you know, what is your address uh, for them to come into the store?
2: We're located at 18 Chandler Square in Port Jefferson, New York, right in the village. Um, And if you can't make it, you have to come in because we just have so much fun stuff in here. So many wonderful products. Um, But if you can't make it in, please give us a call. We're more than happy to um, ship any of these wonderful, all any of these wonderful products to you. uh, call us at 631-509-1424. You could always um, reach us on Instagram at the Soapbox NY. Or you could always um, check us out on our website, Soapbox NY. Um, and
0: yeah, there's so it, many ways about. to access there's your so products. so ways
2: to reach us. And
0: Janine is more than happy. And Mariana, mm-hmm. the yes. other co-owner. My
2: mom, actually. Yes. yes, my mother. are
0: so willing to take your orders yes. via phone, via Instagram. And I can't wait for everyone else to enjoy these luxurious products. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> Sorry, I had to, everyone. It's Dr. Andrew Rimby. Happy spooky season and gothic and horror. Just all oh, the vibes. I am so excited to talk about Broadview Press, who you might know help sponsor our podcast. They're an independent publisher in the humanities since 1985. Did you know they have so many horror novels that you need to get your hands on? They have Frankenstein, of course, by Mary Shelley. They have Dracula by Bram Stoker, one of my favorites. They have The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by Robert Louis Stevenson, Edgar Allan Poe's Poetry and Tales. Oh, they just have so many Gothic novels that you all need to soak your teeth into? Bob your teeth into? (laughs) Some kind of Halloween metaphor is appropriate there. They also have academic books like Dr. Jeffrey Andrew Weinstock's The Mad Scientist's Guide to Composition. So if you're a writing professor out there, you need to get your hands on that. And they also have a gift package called Mystery Horror Sensation, which if you don't know what to choose, Just choose the Mystery Horror Sensation gift package. Just a reminder, you get 20% off on broadviewpress.com. Link in our show notes. Just use the code IvoryTower, all lowercase. IvoryTower, 20% off all your books on broadviewpress.com. All of them. I can't wait for you all to hear our next Broadview Press guest. It's coming in November and Definitely, when you buy one of their horror or gothic novels or books, just make sure you tag us on Instagram at Ivory Tower Boiler Room and tag them too at Broadview Press. I know they'll love to share it. Okay, everyone, be careful if you're reading in the dark. I don't want you to get too scared. Turn a light on. Bye, everyone. Hi, did I mention that it's spooky season? This is Dr. Andrew Rimby. And guess what? I have so many Halloween and fall designs and crafts in my apartment. And guess what? There is a person who's made me so many Halloween horror fall themed items. And her name is Mandy Bengal. She owns Mandy Made It, a craft crochet company. So Mandy talked to me and said, Andrew, I want everyone out there to know that if they mention ITBR and that they heard my ad, that I will give them a free ITBR t shirt. So make sure you mention ITBR and order from Mandy crocheted pumpkins that she actually is using cinnamon sticks as the stem, which is a brilliant idea. How cozy. And also filling the pumpkins with potpourri. I already want to wrap myself in a blanket. She has Halloween keychains, other Halloween crochet designs. So, how can you reach out to her? Go to her Facebook or Instagram at Mandy Made It. Reach out to her. She will ship items out to you. If you live in the South New Jersey, Philly area, she'll arrange to have you either pick it up or deliver it to you. So, Mandy just makes such beautiful crocheted items. And I'm so happy that she supports the podcast. I've known Mandy since I was a child. We were in theater camp together. That's how I met Mary. So the three of us have known each other a long time. Okay, head over to Mandy Made It for your handmade crocheted items for this Halloween and fall.
1: On the morning of April 16th, 2007, a student from Virginia Tech named Sung Hee Cho took two handguns, a 9mm Glock and a twenty-two Walder P-22, and massacred 32 of his fellow students before turning the gun on himself and taking his own life. Cho was born on January eighteenth, 1984, in South Korea. At the age of eight, his parents and older sister moved to Centerville, Virginia to start a new life. Cho's parents ran a dry-cleaning business to support their family. Cho's older sister, according to an uncle only known as Kim, told Korean reporters that she was the more talkative and outgoing versus Cho, who was very shy. He also mentioned that his sister, Cho's mother, would talk about her daughter more than her son so by all accounts it seems that cho was kind of the black sheep of his family the only known like childhood interests that he had included basketball writing video games and he might not have been like totally like interested as a hobby but he was very skilled in math Now, early on, Cho became the victim of bullying by classmates and other wealthy members of his church. This, sadly, like, I mean, it's not like it was just in high school or, you know, just in grade school. Like, this is kind of throughout, like, from the time that, you know, his family moved there, you know, throughout high school. And sadly, in high school, it just got worse. One classmate named Chris Davis called a time where Cho was to read in front of the class and when he did he used like this guttural accent and sadly you know a classmate made a comment like go back to china and you know everyone just laughed so you know we're getting bullying but also racism so you know sadly this poor kid you know and again As I always say on this podcast, you know, I have sympathy for the child, the younger person, you know, before they decided to do these horrific acts, you know, so, you know, at this point, I feel horrible for him, you know, no one wants to have to be consistently bullied at home, or not at home, I'm sorry, at school, but then to come home, and also feel like you don't fit in and feel like the black sheep. And, you know, of course, I'm not like a psychiatrist, psychologist, what have you, not an expert at all whatsoever, but I can imagine experiencing rejection like this and harassment the way that he was that, you know, I'm sure he was probably, I can't imagine he wouldn't experience some sort of symptoms of depression or anxiety or, you know, things like that. In 2003, Cho began his studies at Virginia Tech. Now, while Virginia Tech is an absolutely great school, unfortunately, Cho's sister's accomplishments and her getting into and deciding to go to Princeton, after already turning down Harvard, you know, overshadowed Cho and his academic achievements of getting into a good school and like I said you know he's a math centric person it seems like for him going to Virginia Tech from my understanding and memory at the time because in 2007 I was a few years shy of graduation I probably would have been a sophomore in high school at the time that this happened yeah I was a sophomore in high school at the time that this happened but I think Virginia Tech specifically was really good if you were trying to, like their engineering programs and um, mathematics programs, robotics, I think, things like that. That was a, you know, that's where you wanted to go to school if you were going to be studying that, or one of the schools anyway. So, you know, it's like you have this kid, again, who is doing his best. He got into a school where hopefully he can do something With his talent in math and, you know, he likes video games and things like that. So, you know, he's probably going for something like that. Something that would make a lot of money in the future. But the fact that... And, you know, I don't know what the sisters studied. She could also be studying something that makes a ton of money. But again, it's the fact that, you know, it's not Harvard. It's not Princeton. It's not a quote-unquote Ivy League school. So, you know unfortunately Cho's parents really didn't like they weren't super happy about it you know the education was super important to them so the fact that you know especially being immigrants as well I think because their oldest daughter you know basically achieved you know their dream for her you know going to an Ivy League school which I'm sure was the same type of dream they had for Cho but You know, he didn't get in or apply to those schools. So, you know, for them, it was kind of like he fell short of their dream for him, basically. And again, that's just really, really sad. And again, because again, he hasn't done anything at this point. You know, this is just one of the things that I feel personally helped lead up to as far as getting his mental state to a point where he had just had enough. And everyone has their own breaking point. Obviously, I'm not saying anyone's breaking point should be to go and massacre a bunch of your fellow students. I mean, everyone, you know, handles their breakdowns differently. It's extremely unfortunate, though, that his you know, breakdown took this turn. But as we're seeing here, you know, it just seems that, you know, maybe, and I can't speak for him, this is just my own personal opinion, but I can imagine feeling, or like if I was in his position, that I would never feel good enough. And again, that that would make me feel super depressed, probably anxious, things like that. So... You know, I don't know what was going on in his brain, but like I said, I can just imagine that he's probably got a lot of mental and emotional stress. Again, not an excuse to massacre a bunch of innocent fellow students or anyone for that matter.
0: Imagine that you're riding the Turner classic movie great movie ride in Hollywood studios. It's in the 1990s as you're journeying through the great movie ride, you pass the wizard of Oz where all of a sudden you see the wicked witch of the West ascend into Munchkin land in a cloud of smoke and flames. Well, that's the memory I have with the great movie ride in classic cinema when I was at disney in the 1990s as a young boy and ever since that i was hooked on classic cinema well my friend christian garcia friend of the ivory tower boiler room has a podcast that you all are going to love it's called that old gay classic cinema and he looks at queer themes in classic cinema like vertigo the wizard of oz sleeping beauty mary poppins 101 dalmatians hello dolly the list can go on and on and on so follow him on instagram at that old gay classic cinema you can listen to his podcast on apple and Spotify. Spotify. And he also is on the premiere episode of our Queerest Folk podcast, where I'm rewatching every episode of Queerest Folk from 2000. And the episodes come out bi weekly. So make sure you listen to his episode with me. And he's launching a rewatch show of Smash, where they're putting on a Marilyn Monroe musical. So he's going to be joined by co-hosts a lot who are in the Broadway and theater industry, and I'm going to be on his first episode. So without further ado, get listening to that old gay classic cinema. Enjoy. LGBT stories are universal, but each one speaks to the individual heart and soul of the writer telling it. Do you have a story to tell? Visit their writer's guidelines. The link is located at the bottom of their homepage. And if you have any questions, email Stephen Hemrick. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N dot h e m r i c k at glreview.org. The GNLR and its readers can't wait to see what you have to say. Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby and I'm so excited to shout out The Gay and Lesbian Review, who is helping to sponsor the ITBR podcast. For all of you out there, The Gay and Lesbian Review is a bi-monthly magazine where you can discover new things about gay and lesbian literature, history, and culture, and The GL Review publishes essays in a wide range of disciplines, as well as a slew of reviews of books, plays, and movies, and a number of special features, such as artist profiles and their popular art memo column. Each issue of the magazine brings you consistently intelligent, lively, thought-provoking articles focused on a unifying theme. For example, their September-October issue centers on the theme, Cracking the Closet. So starting the 19th century, a number of artists and writers found ways to crack the closet by expressing their sexuality between the lines or in the interstices of their work. For example, Ignacio Darnad, who is a friend of the ITBR podcast, he's been on our show, writes all about illustrator JC Lyendecker, whose work for ivory soap and arrow collars gave him plenty of opportunities to draw pictures of well dressed and at times scantily dressed American men. And you also can find an article by Vernon Rosario, who has been on the podcast, and he talks about the quest for sex in the Middle Ages. So To subscribe, visit glreview.org, that's G-L-R-E-V-I-E-W.org. Click subscribe. So on their website, go all the way over to the right-hand side and you'll see the button subscribe. Click subscribe and enter the promo code ITBR50 because you're getting 50% off your subscription to the print or digital edition of the Gay and Lesbian Review magazine. I can't wait for you all to have your copy of the Gay and Lesbian Review magazine and make sure that you take a picture when your magazine arrives or when you're reading it online and tag the GL Review on Instagram and ITBR and we'll share it out in our stories. Enjoy your reading, everyone.
1: While at Virginia Tech, Cho took creative writing classes. And, like, most of his years in school, Cho was still kind of known, even in college, as a loner. Despite the fact that it seemed like some of his classmates actually did make efforts to try and include him in things. A former roommate of his named Joe Alst said that he would often say hi to Cho when he passed him in the halls, but Cho never really responded. In fact, he would not even look at him, or really anyone, for that matter. Cho also had an alias called Question Mark. Now, most students saw him as odd, but they never saw him to be dangerous. In 2005, signs that something might be wrong with Cho, especially mentally, started to appear. He had effectively scarred his English teachers and classmates with gruesome writings of death and violence in his creative writing classmates. One of his poetry professors named Nikki Giovanni had given him an ultimatum. Either he needed to change the content of his poems or drop the class. Cho basically told her, "You can't make me." However, Lucinda Royd, the school's co-director of the creative excuse me, creative writing program, she actually tried to get help for Cho. Like she Honestly, I feel like she kind of was like, "Okay, clearly he's going through something like I mean, yeah, sure. He could be writing these things for a shock factor, but it seemed like she wanted to get to the root of why he wanted to write about these things, because sometimes, you know, like I have very morbid interests, obviously, so I can understand That, you know, maybe he wanted to include these things because these were morbid interests and he maybe just wanted to see if he could write that way. You know, again, I don't know what was going through her mind, but it, like I said, she seemed like she wanted to help. And I think, again, being like the co-director of the creative writing program, I feel like it was to, you know, not silence his voice, his creative voice, because when you have moments like that and... When researching this and seeing that, you know, that he was given that ultimatum, like, it made me feel bad. Like, I've never read these writings that he had, but, you know, it's possible that he was doing it for malicious reasons. But, again, it's still touchy because, again, it's someone's art. So, you know. Sadly, though, Miss Roy was not successful because... Cho was completely unwilling and resistant. But again, at least someone's trying. In November of 2005, Cho was reported to campus police by two women that he had been reported stalking. Although he was interviewed by police, neither woman ch- filed charges against him. After the second accusation, a sweetmate mate named Andy Coach said that Cho was shaken... And had told Coach that he might as well kill himself, which of course this prompted the sweet mate to call the police. And I feel like I don't think that he's saying I might like that, I might as well kill myself for dramatic effect. I really do think that he meant it. I mean, obviously, for the fallout that we're going to get into in the next week or so, but, um, and you know, just sadly the massacre itself and what happened and whatnot but um I think he he was genuinely hurting and wanted to hurt other people but also didn't want to face the repercussions like it's obvious that the repercussions of doing those things scared him so again I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I hope I don't sound that way. I'm just trying to maybe shed some light on the mental state that this guy was in. Because, you know, some people don't think it's important. I like to know the why. And I think knowing these bits and pieces of a person's past, their upbringing, and you know, like how those things shaped their mental state and how other factors such as bullying or head injuries. This isn't his case, but like we talked about previously. Last week, to be specific, the University of Texas tower shooting, which is why I kind of wanted to do these back to back. I mean, unfortunately, there is so much going on. Like we talked in the news update with the shooting in Maine. So, again... Not trying to excuse just to find the reasons why and see how all of these factors accumulate and create someone who could go out and kill as many people as they physically possibly can with the you know supplies that they bring with them now, Cho was ordered to receive treatment as an inpatient at Carlton St. Albans Behavioral Health Center in Redford, Radford, sorry, Virginia. The judge ruled him as an imminent danger to himself or others as the result of a mental illness. Cho was diagnosed with depression, and the psychiatrist treating him noted that Cho denied being suicidal and felt that his insight and judgment were normal. So Cho was released the next day. The court then ordered Cho to receive outpatient treatment. But it's unclear if Cho actually went through with it. Next week we are going to discuss the possible mental factors and the science behind kind of how Cho got to this point essentially. Um, You know obviously it can't be specific. As I said all the time I'm not you know, any sort of psychological expert. I'm just extremely interested in it. So next week, like I said, we're gonna cover some of the things that I've looked at based off of these types of factors and take a look and see how those could have come into play with Cho's decision making around all of this. So that is all I have for you my loves. Until next week, please don't forget to follow True Crime and Academia on social media at True Crime in Academia on Instagram, threads, and TikTok. I haven't really posted on threads yet. I'm trying to figure that out, I promise. But I will. I promise. And then you can follow True Crime and Academia at TC and Academia on X, formerly Twitter. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. And until next week, my loves, I will see you all later.
0: Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby. I want to thank you so much for listening to the ITBR and TCIA episodes. Make sure if you don't, follow, rate, and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure you follow ITBR on TikTok and Instagram at Ivory Tower Boiler Room and TCIA on TikTok and Instagram at True Crime and Academia. Also, we have a brand new Patreon membership system. So, I just want to explain it to you all quickly. So, if you want to become an ITBR student, it is $5 a month. You get ad free ITBR and TCIA episodes and video interviews. If you want to become an ITBR professor for $10 a month, you get all of those ad-free benefits, but you also get access to both the ITBR and TCIA book clubs. You can join both book clubs, get ad-free episodes, plus you're going to get all of our extra video episodes. So I am rewatching Queer as Folk. Christian Garcia from That Old Gay Classic Cinema is joining us, and he's rewatching Smash. mary is going to start to re-watch shows as well you even get access to what i'm calling the itbr teaches so if i'm recapping a movie or a tv show including barbie um halloween movies and horror films you get access to that as well and then i also am offering consultation services so for thirty dollars you get your first initial consultation with me it's a one hour private Zoom, I will help create a, your podcast, your media brand. How do you navigate academia as an undergrad or a grad student? Do you need help with technology? It could be teaching tools, Spotify for podcasters, video editor so- software. Do you want to expand your social media presence as an artist, writer, podcaster, or academic? Do you want help on how to create a public humanities identity like I've created for myself? So I now I'm offering that consultation service. You can find more info about it on Patreon. And you also can join our book clubs. If you want to just join the ITBR book club or the TCIA book club, you can do that for $4 a month. Patreon.com backslash Ivory tower Boiler Room. That is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Thanks to the team, Mary DePippi, our chief contributor. And thank you to our two new interns from Stony Brook University, Jonathan, and Sarah. Bye, everyone. Until next time.